I put in my two-week notice on the spot. I said, oh, you know what? You're right. I won't be here. Because in two weeks, I'm out. And <laughs> Look, I'm laughing. I don't, we don't condone. I wouldn't tell anybody <laughs> to do that. Right? But yeah. uh, but obviously, you knew what you could take. No, I, I, was, I would tell someone to do that. Protect, you? protect your mental space. Hey, family, you got to go to the website and check out Jack Design. Just everyday creativity. I've known John Cook since he started his company at 14, but I've known him his entire life. He's been an artist his entire life. He's just 15 years of age. And Just Everyday Creativity or Jack Design isn't just an apparel company. It's an action. It's an attitude. It's an attribute. Because this young man puts his heart and soul into the apparel that we get a chance to wear. Whether it's the Empathy Collection. You feel me? I love that piece. Or whether it's the Masterpiece Collection, the one I'm rocking right now. Go check out the website. Don't forget to put Don't Quit 22 in a checkout and get a discount. Jack Design. It's impossible to stop a man or woman who will not quit. The, the, the We Won't Quit podcast is designed to help entrepreneurs who are feeling stuck by limiting beliefs and procrastination. That's right. You're going to hear right. stories and lessons from incredible people who've overcome setbacks to comebacks because they have the mentality and they refuse to quit. Refuse to Your host is none other than Mike Hughes, mailman to millionaire. The storyteller and leadership mentor Helping you shift and grow in your entrepreneurship journey Tune in to these episodes to get real stories From real people who've had real success Let's get it started Are you ready? Let's go Let's go Let's go (laughs) Welcome to the We Won't Quit podcast I am Mike Humes Excited to have uh, this young man here who I have with me, someone I've known for uh, the last few years. And and listen, when I tell you, uh, Mr. Martavis Hillman has done some amazing things. Look, man, it is an honor to have you on the We Won't Quit podcast, someone who exemplifies uh, that it's impossible to stop a man or woman who will not quit. Welcome to the podcast, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It feels good to be here. I'm I'm honored. Good stuff. You know, I, I remember. I remember the first time I saw you. That's how I thought you were going to talk about you remember when this was just a thought, right? Doing this podcast, right? Putting this in the (laughs) fruition. Absolutely. 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 Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so much we could get into. Uh, You know, obviously you have such an amazing story. Uh, And it's funny because I know in talking to you, you really don't feel like your story is amazing. You're like, man, I'm just, I'm just me. I'm just, you know, I just do what I do. Uh, But I've had the ability to watch you go from, uh, you know, working part-time with our business uh, but at the same time, working full time uh, in corporate America and turning that into your part time business, more than doubling your full time income, something you do 20 hours a week uh, and you know just really taking it to another level. So really just wanted to get you up here, man, just to kind of inspire the people, kind of let them know, uh, you know what it is that you do, how you do it and uh, and how did Martavius Hillman. Uh, now what you have a title now, right? <laughs> With the company and you're a senior vice president, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. When did you ever think you'd be a senior vice president of a company? I did. I, I will say I did. You know, um, when I was like 19, 20 years old, uh, then I dropped out of college. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> and I realized that title wasn't for me because, you know, uh, in corporate America, everyone said you had to have a degree. Right. And it never made sense to me to put myself $40,000 in debt for a $40,000 raise. Wow. So I, I I just came to the conclusion that I would never go back to school, you wow. know. So um, so I, around the age of 20, 
24, 25, I gave up on any titles. I'm going to be honest. I gave up on any kind of six-figure income. I was like, okay, I'm doing pretty good as a, you know, high school diploma, you know, making 60 grand a year. Most of my friends with college degrees wasn't making that. So I was like, oh, I'm, I'm in a good place. Right. So, yeah. Where are uh, you from? Where are you from? Born and raised right here in Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. Yes. Uh, hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Stuff, right? Well, as I say, Atlanta. You know, there's no T in Atlanta. No T in it. No. That's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> only, only us uh, folks from around the country throw a T in it. Atlanta. Right. Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Like, we say Maryland, right? <laughs> Not Maryland. Yeah, Maryland. 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 But I'm from D.C., so, right. you know, the DMV area. But, uh, no, that's a, that's powerful, man. And, and it's funny. You said 40000 Didn't make sense to go $40,000 in debt. I was thinking to myself, you know, knowing what I pay for, you know, my daughter who's a senior in college, like forty thousand, what's that? Like one year? Like <laughs> man, Jesus, man, what school costs now? It's it's amazing. It's outrageous. Right. But so you didn't want to do that. Uh, how'd your parents feel about that? Growing up, my parents had you know two choices: military or school. That was your only two choices. Um, I tried to do the military until they told me that they couldn't station me in Atlanta. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tore that contract as soon as possible. They couldn't make that promise. I couldn't promise to be there. Right. right. Um, then I went off to school. I was home more than I was at school. And my dad said, look, we're not going to continue to pay this type of money or put yourself in this type of debt. Um, and you're not, you, you're here more than you're there. So you need to go to work and pay bills. So when I dropped out of college, my first job at Coca-Cola was a punishment. Wow. Yeah. My dad said, okay, you don't want to go to school. You don't want to go, go get an education. I got something for you. I didn't know Coca Cola would be punishment. How was that? He did it. Oh, because he worked at Coca Cola. Right. Yeah. Oh wow. So okay. he. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, pops wasn't playing. Mm. So um, he worked at Coca Cola for twenty plus years. Okay. Started out in the warehouse, worked his way to the merchandise area, which is where he got me a job. Okay. When I came home, he said, um, "You're gonna be a merchandiser." He called uh, my supervisor and was like, "Hey, my son needs a job." Wow. They hired me on the spot, February. 21st, 2011. I will never forget because the next day I was like, I might go back to school. I had to wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning to be at a Walmart. Wow. And them pallets weigh about 120 pounds per pallet. So wait, you were were working for Coca-Cola, but you were at Walmart? How did that Yeah, so we go into, the, the position was you go into stores, you pull out the Coca-Cola from the back room, you put it on the shelf, you build displays. So every when you walk into a Walmart and you see the nice little Coca-Cola displays, someone like me back then, <laughs> we, yeah, we were setting that up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Wow. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, um, and it was punishment. It was until I learned this word called sales. Okay. And I was like, wait a minute. Sales. So I started learning more about the sales process than the merchandising process. So you have what they call account managers that go in, they sell to the store managers, and they order the product, they sell in the displays. So I told my account manager, hey, don't worry about these three stores. I got it. Because I just wanted to see, could I do it? That Those three stores got me promoted. Wow. I was the youngest account manager. I was 22 years old. So no longer pushing pallets. Now you now you're an account manager. Now I'm account manager, okay. making orders, thinking okay. I think I made it big until right. I realized I was making about twenty thousand dollars less than the than my counterparts because they had a degree. Wow. 
So it all went back to that degree. All went back to that degree. Then I got promoted again at Coco. Okay. To district sales manager. Okay. Yeah, I thought I was doing something. I'm a district sales manager. I mean, it sounds like you were, man. I had a team. Okay. Yeah, I was the youngest district sales manager, making $30,000 less than my counterparts. Wow. They was bringing in about 60, 70. I was bringing in around about 40. How'd you find that out? Like, I mean, that's not something they go around telling you, or was it advertised that, hey, you don't have a degree, then this is what you make? Both. And so it was advertised, hey, we can't pay you what this position costs because you don't have a sheet of paper, okay. right? Um, and then, you know, you build relationships with your counterparts and you start having conversation and they tell you that they brought home $5,000. I'm going back looking at my account. <laughs> <laughs> Did I miscalculate something? Right, yeah. right. But at the time, I couldn't complain. High school diploma, most of my friends graduated with a degree, wasn't making that. Right. And I had people in my ears telling me, you had a good job. Don't mess up a good thing. You got a good job. You got a good job. You work for Coca-Cola. I remember that, man. I mean, not that specifically, but I remember working at the post office and hearing the same thing. Like, man, you got, look, you got benefits, bro. Like, you good. No, and no knock to anybody. But like, I, I was, I felt good. I bought yeah. a house at 21. I was driving a nice car at 21. I was working like a ranch mule, right? I was working 70, 80 hours a week, but um, and so, yeah, but I remember that, just that mindset uh, that was being instilled in me. Because, again, I, you know, I can't you keep talking about one year in school. I was five years in school, and I left a sophomore, right? And uh, that was my claim to fame. But so you're at Coke. You're doing well for yourself, it sounds like. right? You've worked your way up from, you know, pushing pallets at Walmart at 2, 3 in the morning, regional manager, district manager. And what happened after that? <sighs> my, da- my dad got laid off after 21 years. Um, he they. They try to say they forced him to retire. They didn't. They laid him off. Mm. And um, one of my managers at the time, we was, you know, in a store. And she said, um, you know, you would never do more than this. She said, you're just like your dad. You would never do more than this. And that's why he got fired, because y'all too stubborn and too lazy to go back and get a degree. Wow. She actually said that to you? Like, yeah, for exactly. what? What, what, what was the... Because I told her I wasn't going back to get a degree. She kept saying, like, you have to go back and get... No, I, I'm I'm not. And she she told me, she said, that's the reason why your dad's no longer here. Mm-hmm. And, and you keep going down the same road, you're not going to be here. I put in my two-week notice right there on the spot. I didn't have another job. I put in my two-week notice on the spot. I said, oh, you know what? You're right. I won't be here because in two weeks, I'm out. <laughs> and look, I'm laughing. I don't, we don't condone. I wouldn't tell anybody <laughs> to do that, right? But, yeah. uh, but obviously, you knew what you could take. No, and, I, and I, was, I would tell someone to do that. Protect, you? protect your mental space. Mm. Protect yeah. your mental space. You know, um, we always talk about real estate as land. Right. This right here is the most powerful real estate that we have that we can control that we have that this we set the your price. Mind. This, this being, being your mind, right, yes. right? The thing that you know, yeah. Um, we set the price there, absolutely. And I wasn't willing to pay the price that she that that she was trying to charge uh, for that mental space. Mm. And so, yeah, no, I, I would, I wouldn't condone someone walking away from a job without having a, a side project like I did. Or having a another job lined up. I right. walked away with nothing. Okay. But I knew if I didn't, I probably wouldn't be sitting here with you today. 
So let's get to that because you know you, you cl- clearly you made it out of out of Coke, and then what did you start doing from there? Uh, let me just bring it back around because I know you start working in the alcohol industry. Yes, right, and you were like on the road all the time. Like, yeah. what just real quick if you could share that, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so that's when I left. When I left, um, I started applying for a job, and one of my one of my ex employees called me and was like, "Hey, man, they." Behind over here with with this company, and so I was like, okay, I'll try it out. It was in the alcohol industry, and I was like, I started with them, loved it. It's an amazing industry. I even like some of the people I was working with. Right, first time ever. <laughs> <laughs> but um, started moving my way through that system. I went from covering a territory to an area to a state to a region. So all of this still without a college degree. All of this without a college degree. Okay. And still making forty thousand dollars less than my counterpart. So okay, so it's stuck around. Yeah, oh yeah, so, it stayed there. So so you were running these regions, how uh I mean it sounds like you were gone all the time, right? Yeah, I I mean at the age of twenty seven, I was a diamond member with with uh with uh Delta. <laughs> you was traveling, man. Good grief. Yeah. Um, uh, I was a diamond member with Delta at the age of 27. That's platinum, right? Yes. Diamond, diamond, platinum. Yeah, that's yeah. Diamond, platinum. Good God. I was, I was flying four days a week, home three days. So my, my travel schedule was either Sunday night or Monday morning, I was on the road. I come back either Thursday night or Friday morning, depending on when I left. Right? Um, I covered 10 states in the southeast region from Texas well, from Louisiana all the way over to uh, Virginia, West Virginia area. So I was always in somebody else's boardroom. Right. Yeah. Every day of the week. Selling. Yeah. At that at that point, it was more negotiation. Okay. It was everything is a sale, yeah. you know, because transfer. Transfer is a belief. Yep. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yep, I was selling. You're okay. right. Look, done, you, you know, when you start moving up, they try to give you better exactly. terminology yeah. and it's still a little, the same thing. A little different verb. Right. <laughs> but so, so, I mean, you're doing well. I know you started a family at this point. So what changed? What clicked? When did, uh, you know, things kind of shift where you no longer needed a degree to move up to, to excel? What, what was it? What was that, that day of disgust? I think that's, Really, my question. I think we all have a day of disgust, a moment of disgust. Some of us may not have had it as of yet who are listening to this podcast. Some of us, uh, you know, didn't look at it as a, a day or moment of disgust. I remember mine vividly. What was that for you? It could have been at Coca Cola, but, you know, obviously, when did it happen and what, what was it? <laughs> I remember it to the day, June 12th, 2019. That was my day. That was my night of disgust. What happened? Um, I was watching the game. I was home finally, right? I was home and I was watching either the Western Conference Finals or the NBA Finals. I was watching the game and, you know, my wife came into the room so excited. Uh, found out we was expecting our first child. It was an amazing moment. It was an amazing moment until it wasn't, which was about two hours later when I walked across the house to my office to pack a bag because I had to catch a flight at six o'clock in the morning. That's when it hit me. That's when I said, this can't be my son's story. It wasn't even about me, but it couldn't be my child's story that when he grow up, he say, yeah, you know, I remember, 
my dad watching my game through FaceTime because I wasn't home. I wasn't thinking about the next nine months. I was thinking about the next 18 years for me. And the more you move up, the more responsibilities came, the more territory. My next uh, uh, position that I was up for that I actually turned down was the vice president of sales for the company, which means I was going to be opening new states and I was going to be covering the, the entire United States. And I couldn't do it. I, I could not do it because that night packing that bag and tears running down my face because here I am celebrating the best news of our life as a family, me, my wife and I, and I had to leave her home to celebrate by herself. So what'd you do after that? I started looking. Okay. Uh, and, and it's funny cause I, I can't even say that. I, I didn't. I can't say I started looking. I received an email saying that, are you tired of spending time away from family? And that was my life. Really? I received an email Ooh, saying. Where did that come from? I still don't know. So who did it lead you to? It led me to Legal Shield. Okay. PPLSI. It, it led me to where I'm at now. Wow. Right? Yeah. Because I, I don't know where the email came from. I, I don't know if it, you, it was a number. Did you email it back or how'd you get in contact with someone? Uh, the the presentation on there said Legal Shield. So I started researching Legal Shield and I came across the corporate office number and I called and said, mm-hmm. hey, I want to I want to talk to your top leader in Georgia. So the person <laughs> who actually sent you the email didn't even don't even know that they sent an email to someone who is now a six figure earner part time. Six big income earner with the company. Yeah. Wow. They they never followed up. They they never called. It was just an email out of the blue. And I if I, if I remember correctly, it wasn't a number attached to it. It was saying respond to this email. And That's crazy. Man. I didn't want to respond to an email. I wanted to talk right. to someone right there and then. So you connected with, uh, of course, our friend, your mentor. Alistair, Alistair Edwards. Edwards. Yeah. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, great guy, obviously. Amazing. Uh, yeah, 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 superstar. Um, just doing some amazing things. He's definitely a great mentor. Absolutely. I mean, I've watched him lead a lot of folks. Uh, so how'd y'all connect? So called the company. They told me, hey, no, we don't, you know, just tell you who to go. But go to our profiles of success. I went, I read everyone's bio. Mr. Edwards' bio was the only one that stood out to me that was saying, hey, my goal is to help six more families. Hit six figures. That was his goal. That was his goal. Yeah. And it matched with mine because my goal was to hit six figures because I never <laughs> never made it in corporate America. And it didn't say anything about you need a degree to do it. Right? It didn't yeah. say anything about needing yeah. a degree, um, religion, ethnicity. Right. It didn't say any of that. So what did you do uh, once you connected with him? Obviously, you met with him, connected, got started with, because you were still working full time, yeah. right? You didn't, had you quit your job? You were still traveling? I was still traveling. It took me Two and a half months to get to some of the trainings that Mr. Edwards wanted me to get to because every time the training failed, I was in another state. Wow. So I this was before Zoom. Yeah, before this was before could, Zoom. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. I'm like, man, yeah, dude, Zoom I could have been. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So we we connected. He asked me to go to a couple classes. I couldn't make it because I was traveling. Finally made it out. Um, made it to go see him do what we call an employee benefits uh group. And I was like, wait a minute. You just did a 15-minute 
presentation and made a couple thousand dollars. Okay, let me. 15 minutes, couple grand. Yeah, yeah let me try. A, that's his claim to fame, man, and teaching people how to do it. So you tried it, got started. Yep. Obviously, uh, you know, I know when we connected, it was almost doing, it was before the pandemic. It was, uh, it was right Utah, yep. right? Wait, we connected in Salt Lake City, Utah. October 2019. October 2019. Yes, wow. Yes, sir. Okay, so yeah. I know you saw folks on stage there, and what'd you say to yourself? When I saw you on stage, let me let me let me clarify. It was when I saw you on stage that I said I can do this. Was that that bad, man? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, because I never heard this story. Wait, yeah. I'm like, oh, you you picked yeah, me out because no. I was the easiest one. Yeah, yeah oh, no. he let, can do it. Oh, I know I can do this. That's how you felt. No, let me clarify. I saw a lot of great speakers on that stage that weekend, but none of them. I'm not gonna say they weren't. Well, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there. They weren't as Genuine, transparent, um, authentic as you were. I appreciate it. When when you hit the stage, I realized that I could be me mm. and I could make it there. I didn't have to change. I didn't right. see in corporate America, I, I remember like, you know, I still work to this day, right? right. I right. have to be someone different. I can't be Martavius. Right. Right. I mean, I know we had to we pushed this back because you were still on a, right. uh, on a, on a, a sales Zoom and working. Yeah. I know uh, what that entails. Uh, and I appreciate that. And, and when you say you could be you, I know what you mean. is It's not that you won't have to grow. It just meant that you could just be the a best version of yourself. Because that's what I saw. I saw folks and I was like, man, from humble beginnings. I mean, I'll never forget going to my first event. And I had been in you know sales and seeing a lot of folks. But I never... Uh, you know, I was always afraid that I was going to have to become someone else. And when I say become someone else, I thought I was going to have to kind of sell out to come back and help out. And that's really not what it's about. So, yeah. uh, and you taught me that. So thank you. Uh, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. That's really you. you. You did it. I, I really didn't do anything. So, um, so fast forward, man, when you, you know, you start the pandemic happens, you have a baby on the way. Right? No, baby here. Oh, he's here now. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, baby here. Lost my job. During the pandemic. During the pandemic. Okay. May 2020. That was my last day working. Um, and I remember calling you and Mr. Edwards, you know, saying, How am I gonna tell this lady I just lost my job? And both of you said, Easy. You're gonna tell her that you gained your time. Now it's time to go to work. Yeah. And that's what we did. We went to work. And I appreciate you and Mr. Edwards both for getting in the trenches with me. I mean, you at the time, what, I think you had just bypassed over 600,000, you know, so you didn't have to get in the trenches, but you did. Hey, I don't, I don't know who watching this. Don't be quick. <laughs> don't tell, be putting it out there like that. Tell the folks. That's what you said. My bad, $600. Yeah. 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 It's a little yeah. bit of, yeah, a little change. <laughs> For the decade, that's all it was. But, but, but yeah. really, you went to work, man. I remember seeing you, you know, practice a presentation and it was just your energy your authenticity, or authenticity, as you said, it was just you being you. And I could hear it. And I said, man, he's going to change lives. Because when you could be mm-hmm. authentically you, when you could just transfer something that people can feel. Folks can smell commission on your breath, right? They know when it's just about money. Yep. And that wasn't you. And I could, I could feel it. And I, I said, you had that something. I remember the conversation. I said, listen, you have that something. You got to hone in on it. But you have that something, man. And, and you're definitely going to be able to replace your income. And you did that in no time. Four uh, months. But you four months, right? Over fifty K. But you didn't stop there. Like, listen, you know, the medium income in this country, you know, 
50 K, they don't earn 50,000. And you did it from home along with your wife and son during the pandemic. But why didn't you stop at that point? Like, why didn't you just say, okay, I'm good. I can, cause I remember you saying, man, I got to go to six figures. Like, like now. Yeah. Um, why was that such a goal? Cause they told me I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Corporate, corporate America told me I couldn't do it without a, without a sheet of paper. Family members told me I couldn't do it in a home-based business. Friends said, dude, you'll be right back at work. And We must have got the same friends, man. <laughs> the same stuff. Yeah. They, they told me, you'll be right back at work. It's not going to work for you. So, and, and, I, and I'll speed through this. It was my wife that, that pointed it out to me. Because I used to say my son was my reason why. My son was my reason why. My son was my reason why. Because I heard it so much from stage, right? And I felt selfish if I said it wasn't my, my child. My wife said, your son is not your reason why. And I was hurt. I was mad. <laughs> I, <laughs> calling me a bad father? Right. You know, I was hurt. I was mad. But she was right. I was going to take care of my child with or without this company with or without this business, my son was going to be taken care of. That's just who I am. So I needed a reason for this to work. And I had to go to selfish reason. I had to prove people wrong. It was, it was, that's what motivated me. I I teach you. I train on it. When your why doesn't work, switch to your why not. Right. So if, if this wasn't the reason why I, kept going, why not? Mm. Why not let it be me that show my friends that you can make six figures from home? Why not let it be me showing someone else that's probably sitting out there thinking, because I'm going to be honest, I put my dreams on the on the shelf at the age of 20 mm. because people was telling me, you're not going to do You can't do it without a degree. Someone else is hearing the same thing right now. Right. So why not let me be the example that it can happen without that degree? So I had to switch to my why not. So at some point you, you know, I know companies were calling you to come back and you started turning them down. Uh, and then you got to the point where you were able to take a position on your terms. And so you still work 40 hours a week, man. And you still you know, clear about 50,000, which right is great yeah. for someone without a piece of paper. Right. As they say, uh, but you still work your business and you're you know, positioning yourself right now. You've surpassed six figures. And you go into a multiple six-figure income. Like, for someone who's driving right now listening to this, someone who may pull this up on YouTube on their lunch break, someone who is just trying to find their way, what would you say to them, uh, you know, almost in closing about, you know, just just identifying? I know for me, and and share how you, how you would share it, but it was my associations. It was getting around people who had my answer and getting away from those who had my problem. And it was personal development. So it was a combination of those two. What would you say, uh, you know, really was the, the caveat to you not getting comfortable with 50,000 here and 60, 70, 80,000 from home and, and being able to have the time freedom now with your son and, and not being traveling every single week? I mean, since the pandemic, you haven't had to travel at all unless you wanted to. So except out of the country for vacations, because <laughs> I know you've qualified and won two of those uh, from Cabo to Riviera Maya, Mexico as well. And now you have a position to go to Maui as well this year. So what would you say to someone in closing, man, who who has 
maybe lost sight of where they're going in their dreams. Yeah. I got to think Team New Vision, you know. Um, Shout out to TMV. Yeah. And and with that, you have to find that winning environment. Yeah. It was too many people winning in TMV for me to get complacent. It was too many people winning in TMV for me to have the same Shout out to self talk experience, self talk to myself, saying that it couldn't happen for me. Right. I saw too many examples that it was happening for. So yeah. getting, you said associations, right? But let that association be of winning. Yeah. Right. You know, you can have the the positive association. You can have the growth. So winning association is where it changed for me, because. That's when I realized I could win too. So yeah. I gave up on my dreams. I, I'll be the first one to say it. For eight years, wow. I gave up on it. I gave up on having a big house, the nice car, the the six figure income in the bank account, multiple investments accounts. I gave up on it for eight years. It wasn't until I got around a winning environment, not just the growth, not just the positivity, but the winning. Because mm, cool. we can be positive and lose. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. But it was the winning environment of Team New Vision that allowed me to see that we can win. Not they can win, but yeah. we can win. Yeah. So thank you for building that that culture. Man, not just me, man. I'm, I'm you know I'm just a part of the tribe. I, I'm, uh, man, I tell you, phenomenal story. I know we got to have you back on the podcast. Uh, we got to get you back when we back in the DMV in, sure. the, in the basement where we're going to be hosting 90% of these when we're not out on location. But I appreciate you taking time and your story is so inspirational, you know, six figures on a part-time basis, but multiple six figures on the verge, being able to position other people to do the same. And, uh, you know, I watched you on stage in front of thousands of people live and then tens of thousands virtually. And I mean, I got texts from folks who were crying at home and watch people sitting around me crying and, I really couldn't tell they were crying if it was just what was coming out of my eyes. But you really are truly are an inspiration, man. I know your son is proud. Your wife uh, is proud. This team is proud. And uh, just don't stop, man, because you embody the quote that it is possible to stop a man or woman who will not quit. So we appreciate you, brother, for being on. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Martavis Hillman, let's give it up. We won't quit. It's another episode, family. Look forward to seeing you again next week. Take care. Peace.